Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. Well, each year we do an annual holiday party, and I try to, to give you some gifts, some special gifts. And uh, this year, what I like to do is talk about some predictions from me on each of the property sectors, and also provide some opportunities that you might want to think about related to each sector. And what I thought I'd do is just do this briefly on each sector, and I'll kind of start with uh, kind of the first and then go to the worst. All right, so what's first, drum roll? Of course, uh, industrial, right? I mean, industrial has just been incredible, doing incredibly well. And, and I love it from my friends in industrial real estate. You know, think of, of, of all the past years where market values were pretty steady and rents were unfortunately pretty steady. And, you know, they ran around with the dirty shoes from being in the industrial buildings. And boy, now their shoes are shiny, right? I mean, industrial's doing well. And, and we all know why, you know, with online sales, but, uh, but I, I'd give you this to think about. How many of you remember the Jetsons, the cartoon, right? And the family would go up to the wall and push a button and they would get whatever they want. Well, think about it. Now we do that and we don't even get out of the chair. We don't get off the couch. We don't have to even touch a button. We just tell a device what we want and we get it. And it's going to, we're gonna to continue to love doing that. We're gonna want things sooner and sooner. So things like last mile and uh, large industrial buildings, medium, small, you know, industrial is just going to keep doing well. What are some opportunities there? I think just to continue to develop uh, and invest in industrial properties. And I like any other thing that's at the pretty high market value, uh, it could be the time to take some chips off the table to potentially sell. So let's go to the next sector uh, that's doing extremely well, and that's single tenant net lease investment properties. You know, the single tenant properties, think about the, the drug stores, the dollar stores, the auto parts stores, the quick service restaurants. Um, and the ones that have been really doing well are the, the national credit uh, triple net deals where the leases are over 10 years. Uh, and I think we have probably 18 of them under contract with uh, buyers at the moment. And we're seeing the cap rates are, are, are compressed right now you know, here we are at the end of 2020 going into 21 and, and investors are like that safety. And if you look at the single tenant net lease market historically in downturns, uh, the values have improved and, uh, and that's just what we're seeing right now. As far as opportunities to think about in single tenant net lease, well, I think one of the opportunities is to think about if you own them, especially if you have over 10 years left, Again, you might want to look at this time as, as a great time to sell. You might not get a higher price for them uh, for a long time. Another opportunity on the acquisition side, you know, if you're coming out of a more volatile property type, you know, right now we still know we have the 1031 exchange, right? And so you might want to think about trading into more stable uh, properties like single tenant net lease properties, which have a historically very low default rate. So think about that. Some other opportunities, uh, when you think about single tenant net lease investment properties, 10 years plus great values. You start getting below 10 years, the values will start dropping a little bit. Less than five years, they drop some more. You get into the last year to years, two or three, and, and the values really drop. So as an investor, if you don't mind the renewal risk, then looking at properties with, with short lease terms left can be an opportunity. Um, one of the things you want to know when you do that, what 
what are the renewal risks for this tenant? And most of these tenants don't report sales, so you don't really know how well they're doing. Well, there's a number of ways to decide which of these property types are, are great to buy. Let me give you one today. Um, and that's using smartphone traffic to determine how much, how much traffic they're getting, how many visitors to the store are they getting. Um, and you can actually track those numbers and demographics to stores that you have that, that you know are doing well, that maybe just have renewed, uh, or they're building new, they like the demographics there. So I'll give you a link. You can go to Vista Property Report slash CRE Show and actually get 10 free reports. Now, I, get, I have no benefit of sharing really any of this information with you, uh, but I'm just telling you, it's a really cool tool. So check it out. Um, and then, you know, the last thing I would say about single tenant net lease uh, is it's, it's, it's a very stable. Of, of those properties we have under contract, we have, <laughs> I started to say, should I even tell you, I represent buyers that are buying these cap rates, but these buyers want safety, right? We are selling some properties that the cap rates are as low as 4%. Uh, then we have some at 5 and 6 and 7% cap rates. Um, so uh, I think it's a very safe market. All right, let's look at the next one. Multifamily, you know, multifamily is like that Energizer bunny, right? It just keeps going and going and going, and, and it seems to really even surprise the the biggest market players and the economists and analysts that track the market is like it's still doing well. It's doing still doing well, and there's a lot of reasons multifamily's doing well. But I'd like to throw one out for you to think about. That is the stigma is gone from multifamily as 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 a user as a tenant, right? Think about. 10, 15 years ago, um, someone said, uh, you know, where do you live? And, and if someone said they lived in an apartment, what did you think? All right, uh, they're not doing well, poor, poor soul, right? And think about now, uh, you ask somebody where they live and they say they live in an apartment and you're like, gee, um, you mean your weekend's free and you don't have all these chores you have to do? You lucky so-and-so, right? And you also think about a lot of the younger generation uh, saw in the Great Recession, you know, their parents have a tough time with single-family homes as that uh, when that bubble bursts. Uh, so I think the the stigma is gone, and uh, and there's a lot nicer apartment communities now. So you have a lot of different age folks that are, are like the apartment world. I think there's opportunities from from Class A. Just in our shop alone, we have a a $70 million Class A in the southeast. It's a beautiful, beautiful project. And it, when you look at the reports and the demographics, it looks like rents will continue to rise. Uh, and then, and then in, in more even growing markets, we have one in another southeast city that's smaller that's around 20 million. So there's still opportunities in Class A because when you look at the numbers and the demographics, we're not really building enough in these markets. So they're, even though they're really low cap rates, for these multifamily class A nice properties, they're gonna to continue to grow, so good opportunities. There's also opportunities in the, in the smaller, you know, B and C and smaller properties. And I think in those properties, there's always opportunity to manage something better than, than the last company did, right? Or the last owner. Uh, so I think multifamily is good. And of course, the multifamily market is hot. The prices are still strong for the most part. Uh, activity's been strong. We do a lot of work in the southeast, a, a lot of demand. So it's also a good time if you want to take some chips off the table to sell multifamily. All right, let's talk about another property type um, that's really interesting right now, and that's senior housing. You know, senior housing properties 
uh, have had trouble leasing in 2020 due to COVID, right? They, they've been shut down and it's hard to do tours and interviews and, and, and get onboarding new residents. So, you know, they've had vacancy issues. Um, and so that has made senior housing a good opportunity to look at right now. If you can find sellers who will sell, uh, it's a good opportunity. And look, the demographics are there. I mean, the, the, the senior housing is just going to continue to do well. And I'm laughing because, you know, I think about uh, my parents and not my parents. They didn't do this, but people their age, think about the 60s, what these people were doing. <laughs> they, were, they were having a lot of fun, right? And those, a lot of those folks are going to need uh, senior housing. Uh, they're going to need memory care. Um, and there's just a lot of baby boomers getting of age. So I think senior housing is a great opportunity. And there's opportunities across the spectrum from um, small to medium size to large operation where you operate the property, the business and everything and you own it all uh, to net lease properties. Uh, we, we just took out a property to market that's around $80 million. That's three single tenant, triple net lease, 23 year lease term with annual escalation. So talk about mailbox money and a tenant that it's memory care. They're beautiful buildings, about two or three years old. So they're stabilizing in great markets. That's just mailbox money in, in a big way. So there's across the spectrum opportunities, you know, in senior housing to think about. All right, well, let's talk about office. You know, office, I think is one of the more interesting opportunities out there right now. And, you know, some office is doing well. Uh, we in our shop took out a $42 million medical office property uh, during COVID in Nashville, and it had multiple competing offers. Now, there were some players out, uh, REITs, some of the REITs and things were out of the picture uh, at that time, uh, but we got multiple competing offers, and it sold at a cap rate that was pre-COVID. It sold for the same value price. So, some of these medical properties still doing really well. Um, also, government lease properties. I'm on a team and we sell government lease properties. We sold five during COVID, and these aren't small properties. One was over 400,000 square feet. So the, the, those markets are doing well. But let's look at regular office. You know, you know, there's a lot of companies that think that maybe they don't need office space anymore. Or they need a lot less of it. There's a lot of sublease space that's that's come on the market. So office is really you know, really out of vogue. But think about this, you know, if you're like us, we've been very busy during COVID, doing lots of, of work and transactions. What's it been like for you to work with people that have people work from home? You know, for the most part, I'm hearing from from me and my people and people I, the clients that it's tough and the 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 level of service and, and the productivity and the speed and the quality is, is just downhill. So I think what's going to happen is we're gonna have a period of time here where the vaccines are here, they're starting to be, uh, uh, people starting to get the, the vaccines and people start feeling more comfortable. And look, no one wants uh, to pack a bunch of employees in small office space and cram them in you know, with COVID going on. So I think as, as that vaccine comes out, people will start moving back in these, in these, in these buildings. Now, yes, well, there'll be some uh, businesses that, that don't need it or think they don't need it. But I think here's what's going to happen. A lot of these businesses are gonna have problems and I'll, I'll list the challenges this is what they're going to see. Recruiting, onboarding, retention, training, innovation, 
career growth with the, for the employees themselves, efficiency, productivity, customer service, and, and profits. So these companies are going to realize that they're, they're going to do much better and they're going to compete much better when they have all the benefits of people working together. And look, we're social creatures. We're, we're going to want to get out of our cocoons at home and, and get back out in the world and do business and, and be around people in, in, in an exciting atmosphere. And another thing to think about is look at some of the big companies out there and what they've been doing during COVID. You think about Amazon, Facebook, uh, Apple, Google. I mean, they're all talking, oh, well, we can work at home and everything. But what are they really doing? They're going out and buying headquarters, leasing lots of space. You know, really smart companies looking forward and long term understand the value of great office space. So I think that demand's going to, my prediction is demand's going to be slow for 2021 and it's going to gradually pick up. And I think depending on the economy, I mean, there's been a lot of shutdowns, a lot of industries really severely hurt. Uh, it's going to take a while for the economy to rebound, but from all aspects I see in the economists and analysts we have on this show and that we read and hear about, it should rebound fairly quickly um, if we don't have burdens put on us uh, that otherwise keep us from rebounding. So I think in, in the window for opportunities in office, and I'll give you a few of those opportunities, is 2021. I wouldn't look past that for opportunities, uh, although some of the markets may take another year or maybe even close to 36 months to, for demand to increase, I think it will start increasing in a year. So in 2021, what might you think about an office? One, if you're a user, you lead a company, um, think about your lease and your space. This is a real good time to get a deal on office, right? Maybe you want to acquire a building, be your own best tenant, or maybe you want to look at your leases that have expirations in the next three, four, one, three, four, five years, depending on the size of your, of your business, and think about, hey, can we um, give the benefit to our landlord to come back in and, and, and strengthen our lease and our use uh, and maybe get some benefits now? Um, think about uh, investor. If you're if you are investing, you know, office is a little bit out of vogue right now, so it may be a good time to look at acquiring properties in, in 2021. And again, some of these properties are really doing well. So you want to look at each individual building and tenant. Uh, we just took out a property in West Palm Beach for 8.6 million. Um, nine out of 10 tenants are, are uh, nonprofit. They're all doing fine, these nonprofits, and it's a suburban. And I think the office in, in West Palm Beach. And so I think the, there's also a difference between the high rise elevator office buildings you know, in some of the suburban office buildings. Um, we have, um, I think, 14 suburban office buildings under contract uh, in southeast cities. And we went through the inspections in the last few weeks. And these suburban one, two-story, uh, outside separate entrance uh, in suburban markets uh, in the southeast cities that we work are doing well. These tenants were occupying the buildings. They were open for business. Uh, and very vibrant in those suburban, smaller, uh, outside entry buildings. So there's still some real good opportunities, uh, especially in those kinds of properties uh, where they might be a little out of vogue. They may have lost a tenant here and there uh, that you can have an opportunity as a user or investor to come in and acquire those properties. 
But when you go in the, the high rises and mid rises with elevators uh, in the major markets, um, it's kind of spooky seeing the, the non-use of some of these companies that have crammed so many people in, 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 in small square footage per person, and they don't they can't have them working there right now. Well, that's going to start to change. So there's there's uh, there's some opportunities in the office market. Now let's keep going down the spectrum of kind of current performance and go to retail. You know, and some retail's really doing well. Remember, you always got to look at specific property and building and, and market and submarket. But obviously, shutdowns have just really been hurting retail in, in a big way. Um, but here's what I would keep in mind about real estate and where there might be some opportunity, retail, and where there might be some opportunities. And that is, most retail real estate is good real estate. I mean, it's good property, right? It's well located. It has good access. It has good visibility. It may be fairly flat. It may be uh, uh, very accessible. So think about um, repurposing and changing use in these properties. And uh, some of the uses we're all familiar with, it might change. But think about you know, adaptive reuse. Think about last mile distribution. Um, there's going to be more and more of that. Again, we're the Jetsons of, of 2021. We want things now, right? Um, Another uh, use for some of these retail properties is mixed-use development. We're seeing a lot of that in Metro Atlanta, where we're headquartered. Uh, multifamily, again, multifamily doing well, and these are some good locations. So in some of these areas, the zoning can be tough to do. Uh, but you know, I think these municipalities, they're going to be looking for income. They're going to be looking for tax dollars. Um, they're going to be looking to make their communities vibrant. So when, where you thought you might not get the rezoned a few years ago, you might be able to do now, so think about multifamily, think about medical, um, think about self-storage. Again, these, these retail properties can have lots of uses, so I think there's a lot of opportunities in adaptive reuse. And then the other opportunity uh, is for users, just like in office, to get great deals and, and get, buy and lease great space. I think for retailers, it's a good opportunity to potentially get in a space that you couldn't have gotten in before. You know, we had a tenant really mad at us the other day because the landlord wouldn't rent to them. They were mad at us. Well, we couldn't make the decision for the landlord. But now, as a retailer, you might be able to get in some locations that you couldn't get into before, and you might be able to strike a much better uh, deal monetarily uh, and in the lease term. So I think there's some opportunities there. Well, last I think I'll cover is, is hotel. Obviously, hotels have been really hit hard by the, the lack of travel, the, the conventions being shut down, events being shut down. You know, uh, we have a hotel division here as well, and uh, they're, they're predicting it could be three or four years to get back to pre-COVID occupancy and rates. Now, um, I'm a little more optimistic. I think uh, people are going to want to go to events and, and travel. I think there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand. Uh, and it's going to also vary uh, per market. And uh, you know, the large convention hotels obviously have been hit really hard. Um, when you think about the pent-up demand, I, I speak uh, public events uh, around the country. And I haven't done much in 2020, but I did just speak publicly for the first time in 2020 about a week or two ago. And the place was packed. Everybody was so excited to be out networking and to be at an event. Um, and I think there's going to be that type of demand for people to get back out. So the opportunities there are buying hotels, obviously, if you're in that industry, um, 
Also, uh, buying notes for hotels. We are actively selling uh, notes uh, for banks uh, and for uh, uh, clients buying notes. So, uh, notes in hotels. Another thing to think about for some of these hotels is, again, adaptive reuse for the hotels. Some of the uses that I think about self-storage, you know, they're, they're, little, they're little boxes, right? Um, office suites, you know, um, a lot of the tenants are really wanting this hub and spoke and getting some locations that they don't have to go into the central business district. Um, and, or maybe they, they're working from home now and their offices, uh, maybe they're not going back to their office, but they want a space away from Fido and the kids. Uh, and, and, and so leasing or selling, maybe, uh, those office suites is an idea to think about. Um, also, some hotels might work well for assisted living. Um, and uh, another use could be kind of micro apartments or affordable apartments. So I think, you know, when you look at any sector, you look at any cycle, there are opportunities. Look at each property and market and property individually, um, and there could be a lot of opportunities. Um, so there's good news here as 2020 has, has come to an end. The vaccine is here, hey, right? Everything's gonna start getting back to normal. You know, economy, we will rebound. Everything will be okay. You know, let's relax. Everything's gonna be okay. We're gonna have a great 2021. Um, and in that spirit of relaxing, I'm gonna leave you with a holiday song. And uh, on the, my friend um, is on the piano, Carl Testa. And then on vocals, well, well, let's just see on vocals if you recognize the singer. All right, so happy holidays to you. I hope you have a fantastic 2021. Chestnuts rusting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletime carols Being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos well, Everybody knows a turkey and mistletoe help to make the season bright and tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight they know that Santa on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy Let's see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering the simple phrase Kids from one to ninety-two, and though it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you.
If you appreciate the show, think about the opportunity to do business or refer business to our sponsors. Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. For incredible commercial agent training, visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Vista Property Reports. Use smartphone location technology for commercial real estate due diligence. Visit vistapropertyreport.com slash CRE show. Core.green. Use ION technology to create a safer environment for your real estate. Visit core.green. For more commercial real estate intel, forecasts, and strategies, visit CREshow.com.